We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is important to get that momentum going, Ryan. And and so what we're going to do next, at this point in the show, Ryan, I want us to kind of take a look at just kind of go through the confidence level. And then, like I said before, we've done this a couple times. We did with receivers. We did one, I think, what, last Monday. We just kind of went through the recruits on the board. We've talked about, I mean, our confidence level, I would say, accurately, Ryan, I've I've instituted a new rule. You can't say 10 unless the kid is committed. Uh, but because uh, Ryan was throwing out tens, tens all like all last week. Um, I'm, sorry, com- my, I'm a confident my, guy, man. What my uh, varsity blues uh, impersonation there, but uh, my clean version, like the uh, the the TBS version of varsity. You blues. just need a picnic named Bacon now, and we'll be good. Yes, to go. yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> before we digress too much, we're going to kind of wrap it up. And this is, I think this is probably going to be the last time we do this until maybe the end of the summer It's like, was we kind of get into fall camp, we may do it again. Uh, but we're going to kind of go through the, the, I mean, really, I think we have the whole board listed here, Ryan, of everyone that's right now considered a serious ta- target. I would say, is it safe to say Ryan that right now that of all the kids we just talked about with commitments coming up that we're like nine and a half confidence level on all those. Right. I mean, yeah. I feel like Notre Dame's in a good place with all of them. Yes. I would say so, that. We're going to go through the rest of the 2023 class, and we're just going to kind of give you the latest. We're going to give you our confidence level and then explain why for each one and kind of go from there. And the first one, I just want to get it out of the way. Let's do let's do Dante Moore, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm at a three right now. I think right now Dante is not going to pick Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. I do anticipate him making a decision soon. I don't believe it's going to be for Notre Dame. I'm going to have a lot to say about this when it happens it'll all be on the premium board. It won't be here. But I also, you know, there's a lot that has to happen, right? For, for you know, I, I do think that if Notre Dame were to be able to write their ship, so to speak, uh, assuming if, if CJ Carr doesn't reclassify, which I do know there's still conversations about that, but mm-hmm. if, if he stays to where he is now, which is not reclassify, then, then there's some things that I think could change this, but the reality is, is that's not the reality right now, right? So I'm going to go three because I, I just think that that 
there has been enough that has happened that Notre Dame has done. Uh, his recruitment has been impacted negatively by reporting. Some of it, I think, has been an error and, mm-hmm. and, and an egregious error. And all of that has factored in along with, I think, a lot of very important influences around him that did not want him at Notre Dame uh, have, have all contributed to why I just I don't see this one working out for Notre Dame. Uh, I'm going to still go three because even if he commits somewhere else, the recruitment's not over yet. And yeah, and I, I do know that. It, yeah, I, I'm, that's almost say I'm almost kind of went into a, a different direction, but I'm not going to go there right now. I'm just going to leave it there. And when that time is right, we'll have plenty to say. We'll have plenty to say about this one. But that's yeah. where I'm at, Ryan. Yeah, I'm about a two or a three. I'll say two just to one up you, I guess. But um, just well, not, actually, not one up you at all. But <laughs> because I, I one up me from a negative standpoint, I get yes. it. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, I, all I'll say about this one is everything Brian highlighted. I just want to quickly say though, there's been a lot of negativity towards Dante, mm-hmm. both on the board and on Twitter, and I think it's very unfortunate and i don't think it is correct if we're being completely honest dante moore dante moore is a 17 year old kid who i believe would like to make a certain move but there are other factors that are preventing him from making that move Mm -hmm. and we won't go super in depth on that there will be a time and a place for that yes 100 percent. all i'll say is i think that some people need to kind of slow your roll on blaming Dante Moore and going at Dante Moore. That's all right. I say about it. We can say ultimately this is Dante's decision, right? It's his decision. He sure. he ultimately gets to make whatever decisions he wants, but there's not a wrong decision. It's it's just his decision. It may work out for him. It may not. I, I will say this if if you're someone listening to this chat and I and I hope that people like it and, and you are tweeting negative things to Dante or about Dante, um the issue isn't Dante at that point in time. Right. Like I have strong feelings about it and I, and I, and I would have advised him differently and I'll, and I'll have some things about it, but it's more of just a guidance standpoint. Uh, I think that there has been a narrative crafted about Dante that's due partly to his dad and partly to how he has been reported about. That's very unfortunate. And anyone that knows Dante more at all knows this is a really good kid. and. He just, I mean, as a junior in high school, he just got back-to-back 4.0s. This is a good kid. I don't necessarily like the way his recruitment has gone on. I I don't like the decision that that I think he's going to make. On my standpoint, at the end of the day, I'm not Dante. Right. But it doesn't make him a bad kid, and I think a lot of the the way that some some Notre Dame fans, and not a lot of – I mean, a lot of people in this chat have, have – Hey, look, I'm just tired of talking about it. It's not about Dante. It's not a negative towards him. It's just I'm tired of talking about it. And so am I, to be honest with you. So I don't have a problem with that. But Because it's very frustrating, Brian, because like there's a lot that you want to talk about and a lot that you want to put out there, but you just can't at the moment, right? So it gets gets frustrating when you can't put the full picture And that's why I've asked people for patience. Like I – because this is what's happened. Like there there are two big-time recruits in this class whose recruitment is going to be very negatively impacted by people who who have reported really egregious things, right? Some of which has been repeated in this chat, which I'm going to pull up when we get to the Q&A session. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I just wish more people would kind of take a, you know, this, this isn't politics. This isn't war. This isn't like a, a serious issue where 
you just got to get it out no matter what. Sometimes it's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to wait till this is played out before I say everything. And unfortunately, some people decided not to do that. And it's going to have a, a negative impact on a couple of recruitments specifically for Notre Dame. Right. And and so that's why we've tried to um, – it, it kind of explains why we've taken sort of a hands-off approach. There's a lot I'm going to say about this. But it's got to be done at the right time and once all the information is collected. But, yes, Dante Moore's a good kid. I don't like his decision. But it's not a, a dislike in that I feel negatively towards the young man. I'm, I think it sucks for Notre Dame uh, to a degree. And it sucks for Notre Dame fans because I think Notre Dame fans would have loved that kid being their quarterback. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is what it is. So that is my last my last Dante Moore comment on this channel. Uh, unless something changes, if I had when I when I do have things to say about him, it will be on the premium message board. Uh, just for a million different reasons why. So that is where we are. So now we can move on and stop talking about Dante Moore on this chat or on this channel and in chats. Okay, agreed, everybody. No more Dante Moore talk. He's not picking Notre Dame right now. So we can move on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My wife is the coffee drinker in our house. So when I told her about trying out trade coffee, she was curious. When I told her that if she answered the survey trade sent me, they could match her with brands she would like, she was downright skeptical. We ended up getting three different shipments from three regional coffee makers. And let me tell you, she was blown away. My coffee snob wife loved each and every new blend that she got. As a non-coffee drinker myself, I must admit, opening up the cabinet and getting a whiff of her most recent blend was aromatically pleasing. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you and as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee connoisseur like my wife or just want a better daily cup, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. And right now for Irish Breakdown listeners, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of 30 off your first order plus shipping when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started when taking their quiz at drinktrade.com forward slash Irish and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. 
That's drinktrade.com forward slash Irish for $30 off. Let's kind of keep the negative train rolling, and then we'll start talking about some more positive, and that's Richard Young. Uh, we mm-hmm. were at, what, a three and a four last time right after his visit? Yep. A part of my four was still thinking that Notre, Notre Dame had a shot at Dante Moore. Notre Dame has no chance of getting Richard Young if they don't have Dante Moore in his class. It's like 99% positive that he, you know, so I mean, I'm at like a one right now. And, you know, I think Dylan McCullough has done a great job recruiting him. The staff did a great job recruiting him, but that's just not one of those battles you're going to win if you don't have some needle moving things going in your favor. And he is one of those kids I don't think picks Notre Dame because just the fact you can't overcome Bama and Georgia and potentially now Oregon, if things go well for them with Dante Moore over the next week or two. Uh, mm-hmm. that's just, I mean, he was, that was another finalist for him and they were just on a visit together, but Ryan, they, they had, I mean, again, they, no chance. We didn't think they had much of a chance anyway. I mean, at the highest moment of last week, of, you know, right after visit, we were three and a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they're, I'm going to one right now with Richard. Yeah. I was thinking about the same one or two. I mean, I, I just, I don't know how you could feel good about it without mm-hmm. Dante in the class. I mean, you kind of summed it up perfectly. And I just want to answer this one real quick, Brian, Nate, Galino, I apologize if I'm not um, pronouncing that correctly. What is the premium message board? I'm newer here. So, Nate, I'm going to take your comment off because if you go to the bottom of the screen, Mm -hmm. boards.irishbreakdown.com, you can go there and you can sign up for the the membership where we put a lot of intel and things that we can't really, you know, put out into the public at that time type of thing. So you get a little inside information if you would like to join the message board. It's $4.99 a month. And $49.99 for a year. You also get discounts to the merch store sent to you if you sign up. So you definitely want to take advantage of that, Nate. Uh, absolutely. And we love to have you on the channel. We've read, a, I think, a couple of his questions recently. So it's good to have him aboard. So Richard Young, we can move on. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The other running back, Jeremiah Love. Mm-hmm. This is a really interesting one, Ryan, because I don't believe we did a confidence level for him last time. I don't think uh, so either. And so this is an interesting one. I'll let you start off because you're a little bit closer to this one since you talked to Jeremiah. He's made all his visits. I think Alabama's made a run. Missouri's made a run. Several schools have made a run at him. Notre Dame obviously has made a run at him. Um, where do you, where do you see things standing right now? First of all, what's your confidence level, and where do you see things standing with him, his latest in his recruitment? I will go with a seven on this one because I think that Notre Dame has an opportunity to close it on jeremiah love but the but the fact of the matter is is that there's still other programs that are involved right like this isn't for me i think i think notre dame is still jockeying for positioning i think that they're right at the top but i don't even know if there is necessarily a team that i would peg as the leader unquote like i just don't know if there is that team right now but i do think notre dame has as good a chance as anyone right now so i will say that it is a seven I, I do think that they have a good chance at Jeremiah Love mm-hmm. if they push the right buttons down the stretch. I'm at a six right okay. now, and and my six will move down to a five if he decides to take his recruitment into the summer, into the fall. It would because I, I I just feel like no, Notre Dame has been the leader or in the lead group for a while, and I feel like if they can't close it this summer, Ryan. And I'm not as confident that they will as I was maybe three weeks ago, just because I think some other programs have continued to ascend. There's some SEC schools really pushing hard that I think he's got some really legitimate interest in. So I'm at a six. 
And if he decides to not commit by September 1st, basically, I'll, I'll probably drop it to a five. And and then it won't change until we find out that he's coming for a game and, and seeing how that goes. So that's where I'm at with Jeremiah Love. That's fair. Now, now we're going to get into some, some positive news. I'm going to get that out of the way first. Let's talk about the Notre Dame receiving core. We're going to start with Ronan Hannafin. He wrapped up his visits. He made a visit to Alabama. It was a um, an interesting trip. We'll get into someday. Uh, just regards to just the timing of it, had to get messed, uh, kind of thrown off because of some travel issues that had nothing to do with Bama or the Hannafins. Just stuff, stuff happens. Uh, things continue to go great there. Bama has also since kind of clarified a little bit on his position. Now they're kind of talking about the Christian Harris position a little bit for him, uh, you oh, know, for him, but so it's more, still defense. So it's more off ball. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still more defense for him. Uh, went to BC the following weekend. That staff has done a great job with the Massachusetts kids and, and getting Ronan, Finhan- Ronan Hannafin on campus. I believe his, bro- his older brother, I, I believe, is on the, the, the team there at, at BC. They've done a great job there. But nothing has changed my opinion on this uh, with Ronan Hannafin. I'm still – nine and a half you know again until the decision is made i'll say this a part of me wants to go to nine even down to nine just because how good of a job clemson especially has done with him it, it, bama's not going to be a player just because I, I think the defensive push i they've done a great angle but i really think he wants a shot on offense mm-hmm. and and tuscaloosa is just a little different animal i think for a kid from massachusetts than in, in even south carolina but Dabo Sweeney especially has done a tremendous job with Ronan and his entire family. And, uh, you know, I've talked to several sources that 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 he, he loves Clemson. I mean, they've done a tremendous job with him. But at the end of the day, I still just – I've never felt that it was to the point where anyone else could could would catch Notre Dame, but Clemson has, has made it a lot stickier than maybe I, I would have said a couple months ago. And kudos to them for that. But I still feel really, really good about where Notre Dame stands on this one. There's no question about it. I I was at a nine and a half as well. So for mm-hmm. everything that you just put out there, you know, it's it's something where I feel like Notre Dame has been in a great position for a long time. And the fact that it may be winding down here soon, I think is tremendous for Notre Dame because mm-hmm. they again, when you're the perceived top school, when a timeline mm-hmm. is very understandable and it's coming to an end potentially. I think that you start to feel a lot better about it. So I'd yeah. say nine and a half. And I do also applaud yeah. Clemson because I think that for a while it was just kind of like Notre Dame's to lose. And then it was Clemson a foregone and- conclusion for a long time. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, and Clemson and Bama and BC, all of them, and especially Clemson and Alabama, it gave them a lot to think about. And to the point where it's like, until he announces a decision date, like, or, or makes a decision like, you know, uh, you know, like this one, this, this is inter- they've done it because again, you're talking about Clemson and Alabama, like the two premier sure. programs the last decade. Yep. And I just think it also says a lot. Georgia has tried to get into the mix lately. They've, they tried to, they tried hard to get that last visit weekend and it didn't work. Uh, it just says a lot that that's happening, you know, about a kid that's now three of the four services now have him as a four star. But none of them have him in their top group. Like he's not in the two four seven. He's not in the top rivals two fifty. He's not in the ESPN three hundred, which you know I still find kind of hilarious to be honest with you. But this is a big time kid in my opinion. But you know, again, they got to close right. They got to close this one out. And as of right now, Ronan has not said when he's going to commit. So we think talking to sources, we think a summer decision will happen. 
but Ronan has not said that publicly or, 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 or even privately. I've not, I've like, for example, I have not been given a date. Like I've not told, Hey, it's going to happen. Then uh, we just kind of feel like talking to various sources that it could happen this summer. We wouldn't be surprised if it happened this summer. I'll say this though, Ryan, if it doesn't happen this summer, like we anticipate, then that's when I think you'd start to get a little bit nervous, right? Is if he decides he doesn't want to commit right now, but we feel good about him making a summer decision. And we feel like Notre Dame is still the team to beat for Ronan Hannah. Agree. Agree completely. Can I just throw something up real quick, Brian? Because we had um, Archers just said Jason Moore just confirmed the July decision. Uh, we broke that, I think, two weeks ago, just so you know, Archers. Yeah. It will be happening sometime in July. I All just right. double-checked Jason's um, Twitter and everything, and I don't see anything updated announcements. So, yeah, we will be expecting sometime in July there will be a decision. Did he put anything on, like, his uh, Instagram? I know some of these kids put stuff on their Instagram stuff about decision dates. If there's an exact date. No, I don't see anything sure. new. I just see the top five still um so i think it's just the fact that he will be committing sometime in july but there's not an exact date yeah so if you you if you do see something like that if there is a report somewhere just let us know and below of who's reporting that but yeah we've always anticipated a july decision for jason moore who we'll get to we'll get to here very soon all right so next up is Jaden greathouse ryan we talked about Jaden greathouse last week during a receiver show we both gave nines Really hasn't been anything new. I think we're both kind of still there. We talked a lot about him yesterday. There's not a lot new there. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time there. But we, we, I, I think the name. I'll say this. I think the gap between school number one and school number two is even larger for Jaden Greathouse than it is for Odin Hannafin. Yeah, I, I mean, as of right now. Po- I mean, honestly, if if I had to, if you had to give me an answer, and I said, who is the number two school for Jaden Greathouse? Who would you say? Would you say Texas, South Carolina? I don't know who I would say. Probably Texas. Probably. I guess. I mean, it's just a situation where I don't know who's coming from the, you know, from the the pack to like right now. And things can change because we've talked a lot about the timeline for Jaden Greathouse potentially going into the fall and all that good stuff. All I know for now, I remain the same at a nine because I think that Notre Dame is the clear leader right now. So that's all it is at the moment. They just got to stay that way, right? Because there's a couple other kids that we don't think they're going to get that for a long time it was, who's the number two for the quarterback? Who's the number two for Dante Moore? There wasn't one, and we saw how that played out. So that's why I say anytime a kid that we think is going to decide now takes it into the fall, like if right now Jaden Greathouse has said he's going to be a fall decision. I think that that could change, which is where my nine comes from. I will say this. If he takes this into the fall and he sets visits to Texas and Oklahoma and Notre Dame – that's going to leave opportunities for other schools who miss out on receivers to to make rises as well, Ryan. And that to me is when my nine decreases. But for right now, I'm still confident with a nine. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting one. Micah Tease. This is mm-hmm. an interesting one. You had six and a half last time. I had five. So let's talk about where we are with our confidence of Micah Tease, Ryan, and I'll allow you to begin. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I'm the same, right? Like, I haven't heard anything that, that would change my mind either way. So I'm going to stick with a six and a half. I think that Notre Dame's in the conversation. We'll see if they're able to close. It's a USC-Notre Dame battle, in my opinion. And I don't think much has changed since the last time we talked about Micah, you know, at this point. So and we need to get more, obviously, a more thorough understanding of what the timeline exactly looks like and, and you know, just kind of chat a little bit. But I don't think much has changed on that end, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick at my six and a half for now. I'm actually gonna raise mine up to a six. To wow! Be with you. 
Love I it. Still, I still feel USC is is the team to beat. The, the but the fact that he did not commit coming out of that visit, and the fact that I still hear really positive vibes about the relationship that the Notre Dame offense. Because here's the thing, the Notre Dame offensive staff is kind of new on to Micah. Because for a while there, it was Mike Mickens, it was Chad Bowden, it was Marcus Freeman. It was like defensive coaches that were kind of, you know, Chris O'Leary was involved. It was the defensive coaches that had really worked on Micah because early on they reviewed him as a, as, a, as a secondary option. Who, yeah, if you want to play offense, you can. Well, as he turned into more def- – like Ronan Hannafin, that was similar to Ronan Hannafin's situation, right? Mm-hmm. But as he has transitioned to being more of a I want to be an offensive guy, similar to Ronan, then it is a situation where the offensive staff has had to start to build that relationship with him. And so to me, that that I I just feel like that actually gives me a little bit more of a positive vibe for where Notre Dame is right now than I was a couple of weeks ago because as you kind of hear about, okay, so he is just now starting to build a relationship with Chancey Stuckey. He is just now starting to build a relationship with Tommy Reese guys that really he didn't know that actually makes me feel a little bit better because Notre Dame hasn't used all their best, you know, weapons, so to speak in his recruitment. And they've been able to gain on USC and then USC wasn't able to pull way back ahead after the visit. And and now again, I still think there's a long way to go on this one as far as closing him out, but I feel a lot better today than I did a couple weeks ago or even a week ago, like a week and a half ago when we did this last Monday. So I have, I have, kind of you know starting to see some positive momentum where we used to think they had a great shot at them that faded now mm-hmm. i'm starting to feel a little better about where this one's trending now you just got to keep going down that path and not lose that momentum i think that's going to be important and something i learned talking to sean davis is uh micah tease and christian gray are really good friends and have been since they were freshmen in high school that's something that, that sean had informed me of which i didn't know if Christian Gray picks Notre Dame, which we feel good about right now. I think that helps their case, um, you know, because I believe they in one of the IPC things they did talk about, you know, that how they've talked about maybe going to school together and all that kind of stuff. Well, Christian Gray is not going to USC. I can assure you of that. Yep. And and he may not pick Notre Dame. We think he will, but if he picks somebody else, it's not going to be USC. Well, that's the only other school. Notre Dame's the only other school that they're both on. So. I don't get into the whole package deal thing. Those don't often pan out, mm-hmm. um, but it's one of those things where could it be a tiebreaker? Yeah, it, I think it could. So I think they just got to keep the momentum going. I'm not ready to jump to six and a half or seven yet, Ryan, but I have jumped up from a five to a six. So I do think things are trending in somewhat of a positive direction for, for Notre Dame here. With I love Mike it. Man. I love it. Monroe Freeling. Let's talk about this one. We're not going to talk a lot about it because, again, there's a time and a place where we'll have a lot to say about it. Now is not the time. Uh, Ryan, we haven't changed. You have said this. You haven't changed. You're six and a half. I'm at a five. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see that one working out for Notre Dame right now. And I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily something I would say is anything Notre Dame has done. But I just think right now other programs have some momentum with him that Notre Dame once had that I think has been lost. And we'll get into why at some point in time on the premium board, uh, yeah. why that is the case. So uh, anything you want to add to the Monroe Freeling one? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be compelling conversation when we can kind of take you all a little more behind the scenes on the message board on about this one. But, you know, it's not over. I think Notre Dame still has a chance, but, you know, it's gotten a little murkier is all I'll say about it. Yeah. 
So let's go defense. It was brought up earlier by by Archer, and I just saw the tweet in question. It's very funny how some people will will spin things, Ryan. And I just read the tweet that you sent me, and and they and it was from an Ohio State person who I yep. don't think very highly of. And it was basically confirming he will make a July decision, which, as Ryan pointed out, we've been talking about for weeks at Irish Breakdown. And, and the post was, it's in, they said that it's a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle. I've been told by sources I have that it's a Notre Dame-Penn State battle. It, we'll see. It's those three schools. Yep. But it's inter- the, the tweet was like, it's interesting that he's thinking about a commitment post-Ohio State visit. And I'm like, this is, this is, why, this is why people don't trust the media. Right, because that makes it seem like coming out Ohio State visit, he's now ready to make a decision. That's nonsense. This has been true. We reported on this weeks ago, and and this is why it just drives me nuts uh, that that this is what the recruiting industry has turned into in a lot of ways. Right, it's just it's clickbait, clickbait. it's spin, it's clickbait. and then yep. the, the the reason they do it is because in the recruiting world, it's easy to report something you know isn't true or spun a certain way. And then if the kid changes his mind and goes somewhere, say, well, you know, at the time that was true, but the kid changes his mind, you know, like, you know, and, and sometimes that is true, right? Sure. It, you know, like it is true that at times, but it's easy to use that as your crutch when you report something that you know is exaggerated or not true or spun or whatever the case may be. And it just drives me nuts. It really drives me nuts. So to, to act like him saying, him confirming he's committing in July after the Ohio State visit shows Ohio State's trending, they may very well be, but that has those two things have nothing to do with each other. For a kid who said before his visits even started that he was going to commit in July, he said to us, "So it's um, it's very it's, it's very hack it's very hack stuff, man." Because I'm yeah. not I'm really not trying to pat us on the back too much here. Trust me, I'm not. But it's like this morning, I'm like thinking about oh, let's do some deep research into a a All American list that I'm going to be putting out pretty soon for like the recruiting side of things. I'm trying to think of like different and unique ways to try to you know get the get good information out there and then we just have people that are regurgitating things that we don't know which is yeah it's it's annoying it's it's very very annoying annoying. it's like i think hack is the right word for some of those people it's uh it's hack yeah it drives me nuts just a Uh reminder y'all we will be doing a q a afterwards so when we wrap this up so if you do have some questions you want to get in we have some start already go go and throw those in now but yeah that that stuff drives me nuts so let's talk about jason moore however have your has now that he's been to penn state this june he went to notre dame this june and obviously he wrapped things up with ohio state i think those are the three that are the main players here right and depending on who you talk to there's a different school. One of those three school leads for him, depending on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Ryan, where are you at? Obviously, we have not, in, in full disclosure, we have not been able to follow up with Jason post-Ohio State visit. We've talked to different sources, but we haven't spoken specifically to Jason or his mom since then. So uh, just want to make sure everybody understands the data points we're working with here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ryan, where are you at with, with this one? I'm going to go with an eight. I, I think that Notre Dame is, I mean – so you're down just a tad from last time. You what were was I, nine, eight and a half nine. last time? Nine? Okay. Nine, yeah. Based on what I you mean, sent me earlier today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that for me, it's we've known that there's a timeline. We know about what time, you know, what time frame he'll be making a decision, Jason Moore. We know that Notre Dame is in the top two or three. I, I would venture to say that they're the top school, but it's a conversation because 
he just finished up the trip to Ohio State, and he's visited Penn State, and he's on the visit trail, which got delayed a little bit because of his brother's injury, obviously, for mm-hmm. Villanova. So I think Notre Dame is still in a very good spot. I think mm-hmm. there is it, – it's very simply, you have to close against a couple big players, man. Right. Like Ohio, Ohio State has not developed defensive linemen great the last couple years, but mm-hmm. they do have the string of like Nick Bosa, Joey and, Bosa, yeah, Chase, Chase Young. Young. And that's not good. that long ago. I mean, right, you know exactly. what I mean? It's not like these kids yeah. were in the fifth grade when that happened, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, Chase Young's going into his third year this year. Right. So it's not, it, it's, it's right. still very recent history, right? right? So Ohio State's done that, and then we know that Jason has always, you know, thought highly of Penn State. Sure. So, like, it's going to be a three-way battle. It is. I think Notre Dame still has a good chance, though. So, I'm going to stick. I'm going to say an eight right here. I agree. I- I'm with you on that. I-, I still feel like Notre Dame has done a great job here. Obviously, Ohio State's success at DeMatha is concerning. Uh, Larry Johnson, even though he has done, in my opinion, a poor job the last few years of actually coaching, you know, I, I think that he's still considered a D- D-line legend. Right. It's like it's like Harry Heastan. Right. I mean, the legend's going to trump sometimes the current results. I'm not saying that's what I believe with Harry Heastan. I'm just saying like Harry Heastan has a coach to game in college football in five years is my point. And yet he comes in and all of a sudden, bam, uh, Notre Dame's getting these top kids because of that reputation is my point from five years ago. That's my comparison. I, I don't think Harry Heastan's lost a step as a coach like I think Larry Johnson has. Larry Johnson is also significantly older than Harry Heastan, I believe. Like I, I believe Harry Heastan is like what 63? I mean let me yes. look up here a little bit. Yeah, he is Sounds 63. Correct. And yep. Larry Johnson Sr. is, let's see here real quick. Uh he's 70. Wow. So, you know, I mean, Harry's not a spring chicken and he's still almost a decade younger than Larry Johnson. So um he looks good for 70 though. I'm not even he does. I, that's <laughs> what I'm about to say. I was like he's a yeah, yeah. he's and, well from and, and I hate talking about this because I'm not saying this is like, but there's been rumblings for the last couple of years about how he's going to, he's on the verge of retiring and some stuff like that. And that stuff's out in the ether as well. So we'll kind of see how that goes, but it's still Ohio state and it's still Larry Johnson. And that makes them formidable. And of course, Penn state's there too. I'm still with you. I still think Notre Dame is the leader as of right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to stay where I was last time and speed a seven. I, I think fair. I think they're still there. Notre Dame's battling. I still like Notre Dame, but I think it's a close – it's too close of a battle for me, even though I think Notre Dame leads, for me to be as confident like 8-9. I'm just not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. So let's go linebacker. Start with Jaden Osbury from Louisiana. He wrapped up his official visits. He's been to, I think, A&M in Michigan since his Notre Dame visit. Yep. Uh, he has talked in the past about being a fall decision. Uh, I – that could very well happen. I would not be surprised if he does wrap things up a little sooner. You're kind of like Tobias Merriweather did last year. Once all the visits are over, I think if he fig- if he decides this summer, this is where I want to go. I don't think he's going to arbitrarily carry things in the fall. Is my point. Sure. Uh, and that's kind of what happened with Tobias last year. Tobias intended to go into the summer. I mean, to go into the fall and decide in December because he didn't anticipate kind of having his decision over with. But once he visited Notre Dame and then kind of saw some other places, it was a no-brainer that Notre Dame was where he wanted to be. And he said, get it over with. I could see that happening with Jaden Osbury as well, even though that's not tech, that's not the plan as of right now. I could see that happening as well. And I I'm I'm very I'm I'm where I'm nine. I'm very comfortable with where Notre Dame is right now. Even because even coming out of the visits, AM, Michigan people are all saying our school's done a good job, but Notre Dame is still the leader. I mean, everybody, everybody says that. And, and of course, all of our intel is similar. 
So I'm a, I'm at a nine on Jaden Osbury. Nine and a half. Um, this is one where I didn't feel great about it for a long time. And then over the last few weeks, I feel great about it. And I think Notre Dame has done as well as you could in this situation. Right. Cause we, he, we thought he was a kid that's going to be tough to get out of the South, like not even mm-hmm. just out of Louisiana, just in general, out of the South and Notre Dame has hit every good chord on this one. So I, I agree that I think that this one could end a little earlier than what we had anticipated at one point. And I think that Notre Dame is in the driver's seat. I'll put it like that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about a guy that we also didn't talk about last time, and that's Samuel Mpemba. Mm-hmm. So we haven't talked a lot about Samuel Mpemba for a while. He's made a lot of visits this summer, some official, some unofficial Georgia, Missouri have, have been programs that are pushing. He was at Oregon recently for their big weekend visit. I I don't know if that was an official or an unofficial. Right now, his official visit to Notre Dame is scheduled for November. Notre Dame basically is taking the chance, and I think it's a, a smart move, my opinion. Everything, every move you make in recruiting is a is a it's a you're taking a chance that this is going to be the strategy that works. Sure. What Notre Dame felt was since he is adamant about waiting until December to commit. And you've been in a great place with him already that they would rather let him kind of do all the summer stuff, have all those great vibes, then get him on campus officially much closer to the decision date, which will be for the Clemson game on November 7th. That is when he's scheduled to make his his official visit to Notre Dame. So whether it'll work out or not, I don't know, Ryan, but I think it was the, the right move because, look, sometimes – and, and one thing I'll say about one of my responses, the Dante Moore thing, is I'm going to say then, and I'll say it now, that I have no problem with Notre Dame's decision to put all their eggs in the Dante Moore basket. I advocated for that, right? And sometimes it doesn't work out. doesn't make the strategy wrong. It's what you need to do to even be in the game. However, with the Samuel and Pemba situation, Notre Dame was trying to push to get him on campus this summer because they thought there was a chance he could actually commit this summer. Once mm-hmm. they read the situation to the point where, like, there was no way he was going to make a decision this summer, they then switched strategy and moved him to the to the fall. I think that was a smart move in his recruitment. Right. I think that was wise because he's already been on campus a couple times, and so I think that was smart. I'm I'm at a I'm at a five right now with him though, just because we're so far away and there's so much could happen between now and then. Uh, I'm at a five, but but I, I I would say that I'm not above a five with anybody else for him either. I, I kind of think this is kind of an open deal. I think Notre Dame is in this top group of three or four schools. I think the relationship that they build between now and December and how well that November visit goes and Notre Dame's success in the field is going to have as big of an impact. There's two kids that Notre Dame's success in the field is going to have a huge impact with it this year, and and that is Mpemba and Caleb Downs. Even if they pick other schools, I think it's going to have a big impact with both of them, especially Mpemba. And and so I think that's going to be a big thing in my – so I'm, I'm at a five, but don't fret over that five because if I were to give you my level for every other school he's looking at, I wouldn't be higher than a five with anybody else either. I don't think there is Great. a leader 
per se. I think there's a group of schools he really likes, and the next five months is going to determine which one of those schools he picks. Yeah, I was going to say between a five and a six, so I'll just split the difference and say five and a half, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something where you fe- you felt good with Notre Dame for a while, but it's just, it's you know, the, the process is kind of stringing along longer than you would anticipate, but it is huge that Notre Dame does have him coming for a game visit. I think that that is tremendous. Now it's, they have to knock that visit out of the park, obviously. So you're putting a lot of pressure on one visit, but I mean, it was going to end up being like that anyway, right? So I think that Notre Dame is in a good spot, but this one is one where we are going to have to continue to follow for a little bit of time because we just don't have, we know it's going to be a fall decision, but we don't know exactly when it's going to pop. If he had, if he had, had never visited Notre Dame or had only been to Notre Dame once, I would probably be more critical of the wait till November thing. Cause I would say, look, you need to get him on campus now and then try to convince him to come up in November for an unofficial is what I would have said. But because he's been on campus twice already, I feel like he's kind of gotten the unofficial vibe already. So bring him on campus. Let him, let him experience that whole big weekend at Notre Dame. Cause if it's unofficial, he kind of comes up Friday night, maybe Saturday, he leaves after the game, you know, and this is a different deal. You can treat an official a lot different. And because Notre Dame is going to basically be full, that Notre that Clemson weekend is going to be a bunch of 24 kids. There's not going to be a whole lot of official visitors that weekend, ex- unless it's a bunch of commits, which is, which, you know what I mean? Which, which they are happen. planning. When I, when I talk to Sam Pendleton, I know they're already talking about getting up for the Clemson game. Right. So that's going to be a big weekend right. for Notre Dame from the committed perspective. Oh, there's going to be a ton of commits. What I'm saying yeah. is that's probably the weekend where a lot of the commits who haven't done officials yet are going to do mm-hmm. officials. But most of their sure. commits have done officials already. It's true. And so, but yes, it's going to be a loaded weekend. There's no doubt about it. So I like the strategy. I think the strategy makes sense. We'll, we'll find out if it works or not, but I, I'm comfortable with it. So I'm, I'm going to five. Let's go, Caleb Downs, Ryan. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm at where I was before. I'm at a five. I, yeah, I think, I, I think they've I, done I, well, but I just don't see this one happening. Yeah, I, I think I was a six last time, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. I, I'm about the same. I'll say I'm a five and a half or a six. Yeah. I think that there's extreme interest, but I still think it's a long shot. And yeah, so I mean, nothing, I, nothing has changed, right? Like right. we know, Caleb Downs likes Notre Dame. He's been in Notre Dame many times at this right. point. There's obvious interest there. But again, this kid is to the high. I mean, he is about as high profile of a recruit as you can see across the, the nation in 2023. So it's just there's a lot of suitors, man. There's a lot of pressure. And, and I get it. And he's got the Southern thing working for him. Like, And there's just a lot of different layers to the recruitment. But he likes Notre Dame. So I'm, I'm not going to dove it down too low. I just I do think it's still a little unrealistic if we're being completely honest about it. I think for me, I'm I'm actually probably going to go down to a four, actually, now. And here's the reason why. is Notre Dame, after that visit, had gained a lot of momentum. For them to have a chance, they needed to be able to sustain that momentum. And that momentum was gone by the time he got on campus the next weekend. I think it was Bama was where he went the next weekend, and then he finished with Ohio State. There's no buzz from any of my – forget the national sources. I don't care what they say. They haven't thought Notre Dame had a shot on this one anyway. There's no buzz from any of my Notre Dame sources and, and other people that are connected to his recruitment to make me think Notre Dame has the kind of buzz that means like they may actually have tied or taken the lead. If you the kid's been on campus four or five times already, you did the official visit. The visit went phenomenal. Mom and dad loved it. Everything is great. And you still haven't been able to get on the same level, Bama and Georgia and Ohio State. Uh, I just what what could Notre Dame possibly do at this point in time? 
to change it. I think that's what I said. That's why the season could be the only thing. The results on the field could be the only thing. I, I do think there are some people that say, hey, I love Coach Freeman. I love what he's doing, but I need to see if he can go win games. And if they can go, you know, maybe knock off Ohio State or, you know, maybe take Ohio State to the wire and then go beat Clemson, right, and then beat USC, I think those things could be about the only thing that could happen. But I just feel like th- there's really not a lot of – there's not a lot of, you know, plays here for Notre Dame with a kid that I think loves Notre Dame but he also loves Bama. He also loves Georgia. He also loves Ohio State. I still feel he stays down south. I know there's a yep. lot of Ohio State buzz. I still feel like for every, all the sources I have, you know that that aren't recruiting analysts are that he's that he's still trending to staying down south. But you know, I think all four of those schools could get him. I just feel right now the Southern schools have kind of the momentum there. But I just feel like Notre Dame's chance was they had to come out of the summer at least like on the same level those schools, and I think they're slightly below. And they're close, but they're slightly below. And yeah, but all the momentum they made from the visit is gone. And I, just, there's nothing. I, there's nothing. Some kids just do everything. You, you can do everything right, and you're just not going to get everybody. And I think that's the case for Caleb Downs. I don't know what it is that that keeps him from wanting to make that move. I have no idea. It's nothing nefarious. It's not nil. It's not. I just. I just think he looks at it as I'm an elite football player and my goals are to be, a, a, a you know, this draft pick and do all this and win a championship. And of the four schools he's looking at, there's one school that, that doesn't consistently put top DBs into the first round. And in the last 15 years, Notre Dame has had two DBs taken in the first round. Mm-hmm. Georgia's had more than that in the last five years. Bama's had more than that in the last three years. Ohio State's had more than the last five years. And – They've all won championships, and Notre Dame hasn't won one since his dad was young. You know, I mean, that's just the reality. And and there's going to be kids you're going to lose until you can fix those, change those things, right? Sure. And so that's why I say the season is the only thing that could potentially move Caleb Downs. But even then, I just – I don't see it. One of the questions we had is, has Caleb brought his parents to campus multiple times? Yep. I mean, his parents have been on campus. They were on – for the official – they were up on campus in November when his brother Josh was here to play Notre Dame. So they've been on campus multiple times and his family loves it. Caleb loves say, it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Love Notre Dame. Yep. Right. But it's just, you, we've said to sports, you can love a place, but still love another place more or feel like as much as I love that place, I'm going to go here because this place is more proven to produce people like me to the level I want to get to. Sure. And and that's just the reality sometimes. And there's nothing Notre Dame can there's nothing Notre Dame can say to prove to to prove that otherwise. It just it's about the doing, and that's the reality of it. Yep. All right. So last one, and I don't have one on this because I just don't know enough about his recruitment to change what I had last time. I was at a six. Josiah Wagner. Just I, I haven't heard anything new on him. I think you were at a five Same. last time, Ryan. So yep. it's just about we've got to learn more about how he feels coming out of his you know, Cal visit and the Notre Dame visit. So um, that's where we're at on that one. Nothing's changed. We have no new intel to change our opinion on that one. So agree. But I think it, I think it's going to, and I think what I said last time that holds true now, Ryan, is I'm really, I'm not going to really care where they are with Josiah Wagner until after Micah Bell and Christian Gray make decisions. Because he could feel great right now, but then be like, "Oh, I got two guys. I don't want to compete with that." Or not right. compete with that, but that that sounded wrong. There may be another situation he views as better. I, I don't think a kid saying like, "Why would I go to that school that has two kids that they offered earlier and have been recruiting longer than me?" This school over here, I'm their number one guy. 
I'm going to go to the school where I'm the number one guy. I don't think that's a kid that's afraid of competition. And, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people like to turn it that way. And the way that I said that made it sound like that's what I was saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I could see that happening and that would make some sense with some kids. So my point is until those two kids are committed to Notre Dame and we'll find out if that's going to happen over the next week, it's hard for me to really feel good about anything I've heard about Josiah Wagner. I want to hear what he thinks about Notre Dame after that. And if he still feels good after that, then I'll start saying, you know what? They got a shot to close on this kid. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at for him. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in the same spot until we have a little more intel on the situation. Until we have an update on a couple of those visits, like you said, there's nothing real that we can add to it. Right. Like I, I think that everything we're hearing is positive coming out of the visit, but mm-hmm. eventually like you just kind of, talked about with Caleb Downs, it does wear off a little bit, right? Like that's right. the honeymoon kind of stage. We have to see what it's looking like weeks after the visit, if that that right. really tells a lot of the truth. Because they're still new to his recruitment. I mean, 100%. this hasn't been going on a long time. This is still kind of a, a newer recruitment for them. So that's where we are with our uh, confidence levels. So I think we kind of went through that. There might be some new guys added to the board. This is going to really shake some things up over the next week, but I'm really looking forward to seeing where they are. Uh, We won't do this again until we get to the end of the summer and have a better idea of who is where.